episode of the Off the Pine podcast. This is Jack, joined by Trig. We have a special, special, special little episode for you guys. This is the award show. Yeah, we're you know we got our we got our tuxes on, our bow ties. We're all dressed up, not totally shirtless and gym shorts in my living room right now. Nope. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so excited to be here. It's one of my favorite shows of the year. Might be my favorite, but yeah, I'm I'm just ready to talk about our awards this year and kind of just get right into it. Beautiful. Well, uh, oh, oh, actually, actually, sorry, sorry. Um, I feel like this is an award show. Do I like? Do I need to make like a like a, a, a bad joke? Is there is there anyone in the crowd I can make fun of? Any any of our listeners? I, I don't know. I feel like I should have came more with a script, but. Oh, I, just, I just feel like a bad host. Let's just let's, let's just let's just move into, right it. into it. Um, well, this is an amazing season this year, and there's no better place to start than the most valuable player. You the real MVP. You know, everyone's been watching the debates go left and right, forward and backwards all year long. And Trig, why don't you uh, start off with uh, your pick? A uh, very back and forth award this year, kind of like we said. Um, I think there's three guys who made a really really strong case for a while i thought Jokic might be going for might be pulling a larry bird and going three in a row but that last quarter of the season joel Embiid was just so dominant he really just carried the sixers to you know being one of the best teams in the eastern conference i think they have a legitimate shot to go win it this year they led the league in scoring again i think he was the first Ever like thirty three and ten player, I um, believe. I mean, I don't know. Weird stat. No, I weird bet. Stat. No, it was like a weird stat. I, saw I know James stat. Harden has done that. No, like ten rebounds. Okay, well, I know he was the first center to lead the league in scoring, back to back years since Moses Malone. So uh, yeah. from from the eighties, I think it was. Yeah, we saw a bunch of like fifty point game, like these ridiculous fifty point, like damn near twenty rebound game from this year. Um, you know the energy he already brings on a defensive end. Uh, I think Jokic had it for a while this year, and like I said, Jokic definitely slowed down. It looks like he didn't really care too much about winning it again. And you know the Denver is trying to just be healthy for that their playoff run as they're one seed in the West could definitely go to the finals. So Giannis had a great case this year too. Obviously, he had the best team in the East, and I mean he really had a great case. Some could even argue to better year than Joel just the overall consistency continues but you know it's just I feel like it's just so expected from Giannis at this point where people kind of like just are just like oh yeah just he, he kind of he kind of has that LeBron treatment during the 2000s where it's like you yeah. know LeBron is the best player every year or was the best player but you know they kept giving the ward around and I think that's what's going to happen with Jokic right now is that there's this voter fatigue um, I also have Joel Embiid for the MVP and it's tough because, like, you can't just look at stat sheets and sabermetrics to make these decisions because cause Jokic is just this sabermetric god. Yeah. His, this destroys the sabermetrics. All of his, you know, advanced stats, shooting stats, per 36, per 100 possessions, all of them are just he's the best player in the league, you know, analytically wise. But the game isn't played with analytics. The game is played on the court. And Joel Embiid is the most dominant player in the NBA right now, or he was this season. And I think it's time that he gets his roses, gets his flowers, 
think Joel and B, you know, we we said before the season that we had Joel as our MVP going in. You're right. And I, I'm sticking to it, and I I think Joel deserves the MVP. I don't know when you said, you know, you just said that 76ers have a chance for the title. I'm not going that far, but I do believe that they he, have a chance. Oh, okay. Yeah, they totally have a chance to come out of the East. They I mean, win it. Well, we'll we'll save that for our playoffs. I'm not like I'm not like betting on it, but like I think they are a contender. Yeah, I mean top. Three team in the East is always a contender, but yeah, I think I think we're both on the same page. First award we share, um, Joel Embiid. So second one, should we, we think Rookie of the Year. Sure, go Rookie. Yeah, let's okay, go Rookie. So this one kind of had a late surge as well, but this late surge came a little close. I'm a uh, I'm going down to Orlando and I'm taking Paolo Boncaro for the Rookie of the Year. Um, I took Paolo as well. I mean, I think Jalen Williams made a great, like a crazy surge at the end, and I think he had a really good year, and he'll definitely be on the, the first team all rookie team. Uh, Mathern had a hot start, but definitely leveled out middle of the season toward the end of the season. I mean, he'll be on that first team though too, but I think just consistent consistency wise, and just the overall just resume from Powell this year, even though he did have like a month where he shot one from thirty three from deep, but. You know, I don't think, you know, altogether he had a, he had a really, really poor field goal percentage. And I think that's just part of being the number one option on a lottery team. Yeah, as, not, a, as a rookie, pretty, yeah. And as, as a rookie. But, uh, so he ended his season averaging 20 points, 20.0 on the dot, which makes him uh, joining Zion, Luka, Donovan Mitchell, and Embiid as the only rookies to average 20-plus points in the past decade. So, and there's other guys on that list, rookies to score over 20, but in terms of the last 10 years, he's joining those other four guys, and, you know, he only, nine, only 18 other players had more isolation points per game than him, and got to the free throw line a bunch, played a lot of bully ball, Kind of has shades of a mellow kind of guy. Obviously a bigger body, but just someone that can yeah. s- score on his own. And definitely the rookie of the year, and I'm excited to see what Orlando does moving forward. To, I mean, they, were, they weren't even bad this year. They definitely, like, they were a tough team, tough team every night. I, I think they their last, like, 50 games, I think they were, like, 26 and 24, maybe a little bit better than that. Yeah, but, I'm but, excited. They have, a, they have a bright future. They have, some, they have some guys to build around, and, you know, we'll see who they get in the draft this year, but... You know, Paolo for sure has definitely got star potential. I think he definitely the very good chance he becomes a star in this league. I so. cannot agree more. Um, well, shall we jump into our uh, what, what award do you want to go next? Let's go defense. Go defense. All right, take take the microphone. How do, who do you got for defense? Uh, I don't think this guy's gonna win. I don't think he's gonna win. But I just, uh, but I. It's, I just like the other guy that's got a really strong case. I'm just just not sold on it. I'm I'm going, you know, big man, educated, out of Stanford. Okay. You know, Brooke Lopez. I'm going Brooke Lopez. I think Jaron Jackson's gonna win this award, but I mean Brooke Lopez is just doesn't like he's not in foul trouble like Jaron Jackson does. He was so consistent this year. And, I mean, he leads the league in contested shots at the rim by, like, a good margin. I mean, he's, it was averaging, like, a two-block-a-game like two guy. 
He's on the best, like one of the best defenses in the league. And I don't, I don't know. I think he's an easy first team all defense pick this year, but he is my rookie of the year pick, or not rookie of the year. Oh the deep. I've only had like three sips of wine. I swear. Um, long day at work. He's feeling it. Yeah, feeling long day it. at work actually. But I don't know, man. I'm feeling Brooke. It feels right. I just, he's just. He's just a brick wall down there, man. He's not flashy like Jaron, like, but you know he he's just so good. He, I think he was like had maybe like one of the best, def- probably the best defensive rating in basketball this year. One of them. You know, um, this is this is interesting because I feel like it was a week ago we were talking about this award and you had someone not named Brook Lopez on it, and I was the firm Brook Lopez guy. I mean, as you said, are you are you a firm Brook Lopez guy? I'm a firm Brook Lopez guy. Yes, I love this. He he played the most games of any of the guys that are in kind of the running. As you said, he has the most shot contests around the around the rim. He has the most total blocks, and you know some people might say, "Oh, Jaron Jackson Jr. had more blocks." On a per game average. Yeah, don't get me started on the Jaron Jackson conspiracy theory. <laughs> with not even talking about the conspiracy theory, I, I think Jalen Rose came out and said this, but I feel like we give too much weight to the per game averages that players have yeah. instead of the the impact. The to- well, no, instead of the totals, like who ends the- who ended with the most points, the most blocks. Yeah, I think that has a lot more weight. And I think it should carry more weight in these end of season awards, because Jaron Jackson Jr. I don't think he I think he uh, played sixty four games, so he didn't. Oh, so he wouldn't be even qualified if it was next year. He wouldn't have even qualified if it was next year, and I think that totals matters a lot more. Brook Lopez, one of the best defenses in the league, he's a great communicator, selfless dude. I think he deserves this award. He's reinvented himself every year since. Uh, Leaving Brook. It seems like he's gotten. It seems like he's like gets better on defense now every year too. It's just even though he's he's aging like fine wine out there. And how often do big men age like fine wine? We we love a good Stanford man over here. <laughs> we're Ivy Leaguers. It's really what it is. Um, I'm glad we're on the same page there. Both have Brook Lopez, so we're three for three on having the same. So. We should we should like start mailing out like plastic trophies to these guys like <laughs> <laughs> I'm so down. We just have to get their addresses. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure I can, I'm sure we could, you know, if we look hard enough through NBA Twitter, someone's got it. I think if uh, you know, John Larkin, if you could just ask your uh, Yeah, ask your, your sister. Ask your sister, yeah. get us these addresses and we would appreciate it very do, much. Do you know that John Larkin's dad is a doctor? I did I did know. <laughs> I did know. I uh, actually hear it often. Um, okay, okay, we got some jokes coming. I told you oh, guys. There we go. Like, there we go. Now we're, now we're on. Now we're on. Yeah, yeah. As long as you aren't sounding like Charles Barkley making jokes about San Antonio women, we should be fine. <laughs> um, okay, so let's move into the next award. I'm gonna take the lead on this. Uh, most improved player. And this one I think there's two guys that are it's gonna be a close race, kinda like last year, very similar situations. Um Personally, okay, I... Okay, okay. No, no. Let, I, I start... I okay, yeah, yeah, you start. Sorry, sorry. Okay. I'm just going to say this. The whole... Like, okay, so Ja won last year, right? Yes. Ja Morant, number two overall pick, going from his second to third... What was it? Second to third year or first to second year? Regardless. Young player second making leaps. First second to... Th- I think it was second to, second to third. Yeah. From his second to third season... He won Most Improved Player of the Year. And I don't understand why 
the Most Improved Player of the Year award is going to go to a guy who's a top five pick, is already on the trajectory to become an all-star, we knew a he was superstar be that in the league. The, this award isn't supposed to go to that. Like, that's not the point of the Most Improved Player of the Year. If you look back at the award list of all the guys that have won this award, it's always guys that were counted out, that had poor starts to their career, yeah. and turned it around Say and did it. something crazy. Say it. And that is why Say it. the OG... The OG Timberwolf player, oh, Lori Markinen, is the most improved player of the year, without a doubt. He averaged career highs in every statistical category except, except steals per game. Did he have a 50-40-90 season, or did he not hit the free throw mark? I'm not for sure. But he he had see. a 50-40, I know that. I mean, damn near 26 he, a night. He averaged 49.9 from the field, 39.2 from deep. And 87.5 from the so line. Pretty so, damn close. So as close as you can get, percentage points, decimal points away from that from that figure. I mean, damn near 26 and nine season. Gonna get a lot of All NBA consideration for that third team. I mean, he was literally one of the only reason reasons the Jazz were winning games. Um, well, all, I mean, they they had a very great team, but yeah, but team. even like when they trade all those guys, like. The reason the Jazz are winning games was because of Laurie Martin. Yeah, he kept he kept the shit. Uh, or, or I guess Talon Talhorn Tucker. Sorry, I'm not gonna count out Talhorn Tucker. Tht. Um, but just the leap from going to like a guy that teams like felt like was dispensable or expendable. Sorry, get mixed my words up. Um, yeah, I mean, and a guy that was like always in trade talks. A guy that like teams were, like just you know. Cleveland was kind of like showing some when he switched to the three. Cleveland was kind of showing some strides, but like, I don't think anyone thought that Laurie was going to make the All Star leap. I mean, he he upped his points per game average by over ten points from from his year in Cleveland to his year in Utah. Yeah, and I think I mean like when you were watching him in the Euro League this sum, this summer last summer though, he did look a lot bigger. He looked he looked good, and I was kind of like had this thing in my mind. I'm like, is Laurie gonna like? He was like tearing it up for Finland. So I'm I, like, is Laurie gonna be good? I feel like there should be some uh, correlation where it's uh, European guys or I guess international players that will eventually or have served with their military are just gonna be ballers. Oh yeah, that's right. Laurie is going to the. He's going to the Finland military this this off season, which I mean, he's gonna be okay. He's gonna be even like more badass next year. Yeah. But uh, Laurie Markin and Stat. Um, Lori Markin is the first player, complete first player ever in NBA history to have more than 200 made three-pointers and over 100 dunks in a single season. That's, that's most improved, and when we get there, that, that's all NBA talk. I mean, that is, these are stats. If you're ever breaking records that have never been done, I think you deserve awards. And Lori Markinen, most improved player. What do we what do we got next trade? What uh where do you want to go? Six man maybe? Yeah, let's talk six man. Okay, six man. I I've had I've had a lot of thoughts, some wavering thoughts, and I want to see where your mind is at first. So I know there's like this whole quickly surge and second half of the year he definitely got really hot. To be fair, he did start a lot of games. Like his points per game, I think is a little skewed by a lot of the games he started. Because off, like, off the pine, his numbers were a lot, just a lot different. I went Brodgan because I just felt like throughout, consistent throughout the year, um, 
I mean, just him as a distributor and him being like the the general for that, like the floor general for that bench, um, and a guy that was playing played big minutes every night. You know how he what he brings on the defensive end of the defensive end of the of uh, the court. So I went brought their numbers are like very similar too. I think quickly Maeve ended up with some more a little bit more points, but Brogan had the edge and assists. And I just think, I mean, quickly can't quickly is not a good defender. Well. Shockingly, so I went through a deep dive. I went, I went uh, in-game stats, and then I went analytic-wise. And for whatever reason, quickly is one of the best in terms of defensive win shares and defensive rating for players in the league. He's like, he's like top 50 in those stats. And for bench players, he's top five. Wow. I, th- I actually think he was number one for defensive win shares. Off I'm of, so confused. So, but I think that is a lot in part to just like – I mean, a Thibodeau coach team is going to be, you know, solid on defense, and they do have Isaiah Hartenstein, which I think really bolstered those numbers, and Josh Hart as well off the pine for that team. Just a lot of gritty defense that I think aided his figures analytically. But I also went Brogdon on this one. He's off the pine. He's a floor general for this team, really sets up Jason and Jalen well, and also the big guys. And he was – he had the third most points off the pine this year in terms of assists. I bet he was, I bet he was number one. He had, oh, he had the fourth most assists off the pine. Who had the most? Uh, Westbrook. Oh yeah, Russ. Yeah. He he just earned it, and like, as you said, a lot of Quickly's numbers were inflated from him starting those last like ten or so games. Yeah, because he was a straight heater when he was starting. Yeah, he was getting like thirties and forties. And he's a, he's an amazing player, and if he was doing more of that off the pine, I think he could have. He gives me Lou Will vibes. Well, like I I originally had him because he is he's the Lou Will, he's the Jamal Crawford. When you think like sixth man, you think some guy that's gonna come off the bench and get buckets, and that's like what he does. Um, so like my heart like want, thought quickly should be it, but then after looking into it more, I think I think Brogdon has the edge. But honestly, I think the vote could go either way. I guess you go either way. I wouldn't be upset if one or the other won. They're the only two that are on the Vegas sports books for having a chance to win. So yeah. it will go either way. Quickly gets it. He deserves it. But I, I think Brogdon is the, is, the, is the better off-the-pine player. What do we got next? What do we got Coach next? Coach of the year? Coach of the year. Okay. Or should we do Clutch. I think I think I think it's time to light the beam. Let's go clutch. Yeah, I mean it's a no brainer. I don't got to talk too much about it. It's De'Aaron Fox, and it's not even close. Um, he had the most point points in in the clutch time by a lot. I think Jimmy Butler was second, but you know I'm, I'm happy De'Aaron Fox won the award this year. You know, the Kings were great. Um, you know, De'Aaron Fox like took a huge leap this year in terms of like being a leader and um, just making his like game felt more and being more impactful, being a better defender. Um Darren Fox was, was dude like he just like in the crunch time for the Kings it felt like he could just get to his spot every time, just pull up where he wanted to and teams just didn't know what to do. Well, it was Fastest crazy. dude on the court. Fa- and like none of those buckets were from deep. He was doing all this inside the arc, a lot of mid range, a lot of getting to the cup and he averaged 53 uh, field goal percentage in the clutch. He had the most uh, field goals made. I mean, there were a couple guys that were up there. You know, Jimmy is incredibly clutch. Jalen Brunson had a very clutch year, as did DeMar DeRozan. Uh, but Darren Fox had it from the jump, and he just continued that success. 
in those clutch moments. And just so everyone knows, clutch stats are when the game is in the fourth quarter, under five minutes, and the score is uh, between five points. And that is when he excelled. And, I, yeah, both on the same page there. So Let's stay on the beam team and go coach of the year. Stay on the beam team, coach of the year time. Mike Brown, man. Mike Brown. Mike Brown. We all remember him coaching the Cavs early in our, early in our lives and uh, went away from the lead for a little bit. Kind of, I think he ended up being an assistant for the Warriors for a little while. Was that it? No, that was was that Mark? Because I did the same thing. I was about to start making like prayer circle jokes about <laughs> Mark Jackson, but I I switched them up. No, I, I think we're thinking of Mark Jackson. No, well he was the head coach. I'm saying yeah, he was the oh yeah he was the assistant coach for the Warriors from 2016 to 2022, and before that his last head coaching gig was in 2011 with the Lakers. So he had a solid four year gap without coaching and. He joined an amazing group led by Steve Kerr in Golden State. Yeah, I think he I learned mean, a lot from those players and from the coaching staff. He took this staff. team from going into the season. Guys were like, oh, I can see this team being a playing team. Uh, or maybe they just, oh, they just don't have enough again this year. And he made them into a, I don't know if I'd say contender because I haven't seen them in the playoffs. But, like, I mean, they finished third in the West. And when the West was so weird and shaky this year, they stayed consistent beating good teams, winning on the road. And, I mean, this this team's got a shot to make some noise in the playoffs and going to end up with two All-NBA guys. I'm not going to try to spoil anything, but it's common sense. And, I mean, he really just learned how to maximize this offense. Built, like Best ran- best offense in league history. Yeah. Most points per game in league history. And I think the funniest thing is... It's not like there was huge personnel changes either. This no. is a very simple, besides Sabonis. But well, besides Keegan Murray, which was the biggest Sabonis addition. was there at the end of last year, obviously. and Which they didn't have much success together, no. ironically, towards the end of the year. But coming into the season, one of the Sacramento fans were chanting. They were chanting 42 games, or 43. They were saying, we're going to be above 500. I love it. They, and right now, they, as we said a couple podcasts ago, they're gonna, they broke the longest active streak in uh, American sports history for, uh, not history in terms of current, you know, current history for teams that have not made a playoff. Um, And it was 16 years. They finally made it. And, you know, Mike Brown's the, not not the reason why, but, you know, you need a good coach and he's coach of the year. So I think, uh, I think we have one other stat left and it's executive of the year, which we didn't do last year in our award show oh wow i'm off gu- i'm caught off guard you're caught off guard okay um i know who i have picked so maybe i'll just run while you think about it okay so there's a couple you know there's a couple names that come to mind you know anyone that lives in los angeles is going to say rob palenka for adding delo and that and that bunch of players who by the way only scored seven points last a couple days ago against uh against the timberwolves yeah but i think the i think the executive of the year should go to Danny Ainge of the Utah Jazz. You know, he traded away his two best players, got a load of draft picks, some solid pieces. I mean, the two best players on the Jazz this year are arguably Walker Kessler and Laurie Markkinen, who he got both in those trades. And, you know, this is an Executive of the Year award that will, uh, 
shout out shout out to the sirens that we're hearing in the background. But you know the the effects of these trades that he made will continue to be seen for the for the next you know five to seven years. And I think when we look back, we'll be like, wow, you know, if he if he didn't win it this year, he definitely deserved it because those trades will should reap a lot of benefits for this team. And yeah, I got I got Danny Age for Executive of the Year. Trey, do you have any uh, any other thoughts? Speechless. Not right? really. I didn't think about this award very much. I'm not gonna lie. I'm, I'm caught off guard here. Um, hmm. I, I I kind of agree with you. You know, like Walker, Kessler, and Lori obviously worked out very well, and I think that that the, the future is bright in Utah. Um, I don't. I don't. I don't know. I mean, it's. I don't think it's Tim Conway. I don't think it is. It's not Mark Everly either, or AK, whoever they're technically their executive is. Um, cool. I'll you rock with it. I mean, I kind of want to go on Google and like, who are people talk? Who are people saying? Honestly, I'm I'm not for sure. Um, I'll look it up as well. Executive of the year, NBA. Let's see. Um, yeah, Danny Ainge is up there. Okay. Kobe Altman of the Jet of the Cavaliers for landing Donovan Mitchell is up there. Sure, sure. I think I think Kobe is also a good idea. Wow, Bleacher Report you picked Jokic for MVP. That's crazy. All right, we're not we're not we're not saying the the those those BR swear words on this on this podcast. Dude, honestly, Bleacher Report pisses me off. I know. I don't know who their writers are. Like, they need to just like they need to find new writers. I think I think I'm gonna apply to become a Bleacher Report writer because I think I could do better than most of everyone they have. Not a, not a part of the point, but I think we can. Uh, I think we can segment into our next to our next side of the I awards. Think Kobe Altman. I I mean, it was just like it was like one. It was one acquisition. Correct. So that's just like kind of wild. It's just like. Ainge had like three this year. Yeah, I I like the Ainge pick more honestly, um, just for all the picks he was able to get in flipping players and just getting good talent back. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Beautiful. Well, I think it's time to move into all the NBA. all NBA awards. Yes. How we're gonna do this is, uh, you know, Trey's gonna say his all first team, then I'll jump into mine, and we'll kind of go on a little back and forth like that. Um, do we need to explain our picks deeply, or I think, or are we just are we going rapid fire? I think we could. I think well, you know, you'll say your first. I'll say my first. If we have any comments, we'll comment. Yeah, okay. And then we can then do second. Any comments? Comments. Third. Third. For comments, sure. Comments. For sure. I'm. I'm here for it. Um, all right. I'll start with my first team, the guards. First guard spot. I feel a little ick putting him in there, um, but you know the numbers speak for themselves. You know the talent. Uh, Luca. Okay, Luca. You know, rough finish, just a fucking horrible finish. But, you know, he's. I think he's still getting a lot of picks. Um, second guard spot. Shea Gilgis Alexander. And the next three are obvious. Tatum, Giannis, Joel. All right, so um, I, share, I share those last four with you. I also have SGA. Um, Oh. Youngest guard in NBA history to average 30 points per game on 50% from the field since uh, Michael Jordan in uh, 87. So, you're, I mean, you're leaving Huka Doncic off. And, uh, you know, also have Tatum, amazing year at the, at the 
for the for the la, la, la Boston Celtics, and of course Giannis and Joel. So my replacement, because I am not putting a guy that didn't even make the play in on a, for an All NBA first team. Don't piss me off. I'm lighting the beam again. Darren Fox is okay. my All NBA first team. I don't hate it. I don't NBA hate it. First team guard. I don't hate it. I get your stance on it. I get your stance. You know, didn't make the play in. You know, the they didn't thing. even make. They didn't even make the play in. Like that's, come on, man. Like the plane was like you. I don't know. Like his I, defense was horrible the last two weeks of the season too. And it doesn't like you don't make the play in. Like yeah, you yeah you put up amazing numbers because you have the ball every possession. Like come I mean on. they. He was ha- until they like, they got rid of his defense and they got Kyrie. Luca was holding his own. That's the only like you know the sixty point triple doubles. Like oh, he's just so talented. It's just hard to leave him off. No, and if he and if he would have just been the ten seed, I probably would have put him on first team. But you you don't even make the play in. You don't deserve. I respect the De- I respect the De'Aaron Fox substitute. I do. Yeah, De'Aaron Fox, is, there was only uh, four guards in the NBA to average 20 points per game on 50% from the field, and that was De'Aaron Fox, Shea, Bradley Beal, and DeMar DeRozan. And I feel like Luka is a lock for first team for like 90% of the season, but I do think there is going to be a, a big impact um, you know, from him not making the play, or, or maybe people will give him a pass. I don't know, because he's Luka and he's that good. I'm, I'm not sure. 33-8-8, eight eight, like... But no. his defense was, like, horrendous the last two weeks of the season. Just bad. But, yeah, I mean, I think one other thing, uh, just, I just want to point this out. Jason Tatum, first team, first Celtic to ever average over 30 points per game for a full season. I mean, if you look at the history of Boston, you know, Bird was there, you know, Pierce, other guys that were solid scorers. I mean, it's crazy to think did, he's – Did you know Paul Pierce did not fear LeBron? He did not fear LeBron. Yeah. I, I, heard, I heard about that. It's just, just a nugget. Paul Pierce just fears Instagram Live. I want to thank my haters and everything. Look, but check it out. Bigger and better things coming, baby. Don't worry about it. I think that's I think that's LA fears. Um, let's move into second team. You know, when Paul Pierce said that, I just thought of that game six where LeBron scored 45 in Miami. Or it was in Boston, but when he was in Miami, he just literally went toe-to-toe with Chris Paul Pierce every play and just shot a mid-range in his grill. Paul Pierce, like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not scared of that guy. I mean, did did Paul Pierce really poop his pants? I mean, I think that's the real, that's the real thing that we need to be figuring out. Yeah. He keeps denying it, and I don't like it. Um, Paul poopy pants. Paul poopy pants Pierce. So to move it, I'll uh, I'll take the reins for second team, and then we can hear yours right after. Okay. So when it gets, this is when it starts getting dicey. Let's, so let's hear it. second team, I'm gonna I'm gonna put Luca on second team. Okay. My other Sorry. guard for second team is gonna be Donovan Mitchell. Then my Forwards are going to go to Jalen Brown and Lori Markinen, and then my center is going to the Joker, Nikola Jokic. What do uh, what what do what are we feeling on your end? You're drinking your wine. You look you look depressed over there. I am blown away for that Lori Markinen second team pick. I'm going. I'm going Lori. Going Lori. Okay. Um, he he played a lot of games. I know. I know. I know. Twenty six. You, you give this whole play and rant. Yeah, and that's why the guy, the other guys that didn't make, you can't make first team without, you gotta make like first team. But Luca was also averaging thirty three eight and eight, and like was carrying his team. Um, Lori, I okay, I just don't think Lori's at that level to get that respect. 
for okay, not making okay, so, the play. So, what, so do you, what do you have? What is your All-NBA second team? Fox, Mitchell, Jalen Brown, so pretty similar, and then Jokic. For my forward spot, this guy made it a couple years ago, Julius Randle. I think, you know, it's like 25 and 10 season. Played, he played like damn near every game. And the Knicks, you know, made a huge jump this year. The Knicks were great this year. I think they have a chance to get out of the first round. I think they're a really good team. And Randall just had some absolute – remember that Timberwolves game where he scored like 50, almost 60, just on jump shots? I mean – That was wild. It was depressing to watch, but it was it – was Made the all-star team again. I mean, I, I think Randall deserves to be there. I think the team success is a big part of it. And obviously the numbers were great this year. So I have Randall for that reason. I, I yeah, I mean giving him the edge of marketing a lot of it has to do with the team success. And their numbers were shooting numbers weren't quite as similar, but their overall numbers were. So I, I get I get that. I don't think I think that's a very fair yeah. fair critique. Um Should I go with third team? I do want to say one thing about Donovan Mitchell though. He uh he had the most forty point games for any Cavalier ever. Most all time point per game for any Cavalier ever. So is LeBron not the best Cavalier of all time? Most threes in a season by a Cavalier. Um, I don't know, man. Donovan Mitchell really, really had a great season. Career high points per game, career high field goal percentage, career high minutes per game, and ended a four-year drought for the playoffs for the Cleveland. I don't know. That's pretty sick if you ask me. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so we yeah, can- Donovan had a great year. I mean, he like slowed down after the All-Star break, but that last – like. Week and a half, two weeks of the season, he was going for like forty every night. Dude, it was, it was oh like he, he just like he caught back on fire. All right, so what is let's uh, let's jump with your third team. This one's tough because then you got to start looking at like you got to start looking at the games played. It gets a little tricky here because um, you're running out of guys who have played a lot of games that like have the statistical and analytical success. Um, I put Steph in my third team, you know, I he played a lot towards the end of the year. I think he got, I don't know what, how many games he got up to. Was it like, was it, did he hit 60? I, I, I'd have, I'd have to look it up. I don't have it right in front of me. But you know, 29, six and six, Steph was doing his thing all year when he was in the game and you know, the Warriors got out of the play in, made a nice little run at the end of the season. Um, you know, Steph is Steph. It's hard to leave him off. And for the the other guard spot's really tricky too. It's between two guys. I mean, there's like there's a long list of guards that I had on my short list. So like, it's a long short list of guards. Yeah, I would agree. You know, Brunson, Drew Holiday. I mean, so what'd you go with? Come on, let's hear it. Let's let's get it. Uh, I just feel like I'm regretting the pick more as the season ended I'm going Dame I think Ja was the other one like conflicted I'm putting there I mean Dame like I mean Ja's missed games kind of like he was injured and then you know he did have the suspension which is his fault I mean Dame's team shut him down so it's it's hard to punish him for that his numbers were insane this year at his greatest statistical season ever for him, his his best, yeah. his best season. Yeah, thirty two, like five and seven, and seventy one point game, on sixty percent shooting. Yeah, like come on, man, that's that's ridiculous. 
And then the forward spots, uh, my first one I have Lori. So I just put him down a team lower. Yep, yeah, yeah, that's a so team that's lower. Crazy. That's not crazy. And the other one, I don't think LeBron and KD played enough for me. Obviously, KD didn't play enough, but I don't think LeBron didn't quite play enough for me. And I'm going with Jimmy Butler. Now, Miami finished with a better record than you know, the Lakers, and they had a, towards like the last half of the season, Jimmy Butler was playing great basketball. Um, he was getting out there and playing every night. So like, Jimmy like misses like games early in the season, and then yep, yep, he did. He ramps up towards the end of the year, and like the his analytical numbers are just like the analytics just like love Jimmy this year. And you know what he brings on the defensive end of the table, and he was really he was really like one of the best, most, second most clutch scorer in the NBA. And he was he had a great year, honestly, for the games he played. He had a great year. Okay, so then who's who's your who's your center spot? Easy Sabonis. Okay, so what's your full team then? Um, Dame, Steph, Laurie, Jimmy, and Sabonis. All right, so feel bad for Bam because Bam had a really great year, but there's just no way they. I mean, Sabonis ideally like would have been my second team over Randall, but like I guess everyone considers him a center but it's well, he, weird in the box like the box scores they call him the power forward they call him the power forward and they put keegan at the five but obviously he's a bonus like does the jump balls and you know he plays like it's it's weird it's a, so like ideally i would put it's a bonus second team and then put randall on my third but i just don't Can't, no yeah. one's been playing him like that so so i i have a couple shared with you i have Sabonis as my center I have Damon Curry for my guard spots, and uh, I put Randall on my third team, and you know I thought about Jimmy. Um, I I didn't go Jimmy, and I I wanted to go Kevin Durant. You know he was the first 55, 40, 90 guy in league history, but <coughs> Dick Ryder. But instead I, uh, I I showed I showed some favoritism and some love to. Uh, the GOAT, LeBron James, and I put him on my third team. <coughs> Dick Ryder. So I think if there's anything to be said, and this is something that Trig and I had difficulty about coming to like making these teams, because I wanted, I really wanted to make all of the teams using the new rules that they're going to have for next year, which is every player to, make, to win an award has to play 65 or more games, and all of the teams... Will will be positionless, so you know you could I'm have excited. you could have Jokic and Embiid on all NBA first team, which you know they sh- they should. Yeah. And I wanted to do our teams like that. You know, we decided against it, so I really struggled with making kind of that third team because I didn't want to I didn't want to give it to LeBron or KD or I mean who, a couple other yeah, guys. LeBron did, LeBron only played fifty five this year. A couple of got like Curry. I don't think Curry made it. Dame didn't make it. Like no. there's just like I don't want to give any of them. In terms of the new rules, I felt like it would have been Ooh, more... Ooh, Jimmy had 64, but he would have played 65 if the rules were someplace. Just to... Okay, well, regardless, I, I do feel like that is that is something of interest that I'm Jimmy, very excited Jimmy for. Jimmy shot 54 from the field this year. I did not even realize. That's... What? And what, 12 from deep? No, 35. Oh, not bad. Okay, that's not bad. Not bad. Well, let's, let's move into the defensive wards. Um, I think making the defensive wards are really fun this year. A lot of, a lot of cool guys to choose from. I'll start... A lot of options. I'll start off. I'm still a little confused about how they do positions. I think it's the same thing as 
But I'm not for yeah. sure. I think it. I think it's different. But the, I don't I, know if there's more flexibility on the defensive end. I I looked it up, and there's not a lot of flexibility on all defensive first team. But defensive second teams historically have had a little more wiggle room in terms of position wise. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So regardless, I'll jump into first team. You know, I have Drew Holiday, amazing defense this year for the Bucks. Um, I think he deserves an All NBA first team nod. You know, Bucks are the fourth best defense in the league. Joining Drew, I'm gonna go with my defensive player of the year, Brooke Lopez. And I think they both just staples of the defensive end, and. You know, I'd be thinking, okay, let's let's have a third guy, Giannis. No, I did not go Giannis first team. I went Evan Mobley. Cavs are the best defense in the year, best defense of the year. This dude was everywhere. And, yeah, you know, he has Jared Allen next to him. But Evan Mobley can guard more players. He can guard out to the three-point line a little bit better than Jarrett. And I just think Evan Mobley deserves a nod for All-NBA first team. For my other forward spot, I'm going to go Jaron Jackson Jr., Really just a beast. Memphis had the third best defense in the lead, and I'm not giving Dylan Brooks any credit. So I'm going to, you know, I think Jaron Jackson Jr. deserves a lot of a lot of love. And uh, for my other guard spot, I'm going to go with uh, OG Ananobi, led the league in steals. Is he a guard, though? Is he considered a guard? He's considered a, a guard forward on, on NBA. Okay. So it's like that's the thing. It's like I don't really know. I don't really know how he's going to be voted in. We'll find out how the NBA voters will do it. But it's been shown that they kind of go one way or the other, depending upon the other players around him. Yeah, OG led the in the beginning of the year. Everyone thought OG was going to be the defensive player of the year. So I'm going to give him still some love. He still had a great year on that side of the ball. He did. And by he the way, he lost the momentum, but I still think overall he deserves to be on an all NBA defense team. And this sounds like a great time to take one moment and thank our wine sponsor for the night, Dow. Dow. A Sauvignon Blanc from Paso Paso Robles. So it sounds. What are we doing? Argent Argentina. Where are we Where are we running with this one? Let's see. Why can't I find the? It just says Paso Robles. I feel like you know they normally say what what country it's from but you know Paso Robles great wine Dow it's a turquoise label find it at your local uh, at your local shop um, okay Trig what is your All-NBA first team defensive okay I have a hot take on here okay I have a hot take and I th- it's, it's gained some traction but let's go with the ones I agree with I drew Holiday as well I think it's a no-brainer Brooke Lopez another no-brainer Jaron Jackson Jr. another no-brainer um This is where, so you have OG as a guard. I like was considering him a forward. Okay. Um, but I do like Mobley a little more than OG. I don't, I'm just not sure on the flexibility because Gary, Gary Trent was there too most of the year, wasn't he? Because, like, I mean, starting lineup-wise, he is the two, but, like, he, he's listed as a guard forward on... That's where it's so, so tricky. That's why, that's, that's why they need to be positionless. It's I'm, really I'm sticking, I'm sticking with my guns regardless. I, li- I liked Moba in the first team. I think he had, like, people really don't realize how good he actually is on defense sometimes. Um, and he had a great year this year, especially towards the, the second half of the year. He was insane. on the be- Like you said, on the best defense. And, you know, he's going to be a stud. And the other guard spot. Who are you going? Who are you going? I feel like I know where you're going to go. He's on my second team. but Derek White. 
Oh, wow. Okay. He leads all guards in contested shots by a very, very large margin. And blocks. He has the most blocks by a guard this year. Yep. Boston number two defense in the league. I think Derek, I, you know, I saw a lot of articles. Maybe they were Boston friendly talking about like Derek White making a team this year. And just looking at the other guards, I mean, were, I, I think the, the, articles, the, the numbers. Were those articles written by Bill Simmons? Because then they are. So <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of people that thought Derek White had traction to make one of those teams this year. I mean, like the contested shot, the blocks. I mean, he really started for them pretty much the most of a whole year, damn near. And yeah, yeah, he, he. I think he only, I think he started off the pine, but then within like ten games, yeah, yeah. starting lineup. So I have Derek White. <clears throat> Great, I like it. I like. What's your second team? OG, no, I have him as a wing. <sighs> so second team center is honestly so hard because. My heart wants to go with Nick Claxton so bad. Ooh, I like that one. He, I, I, but, 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 my heart screams for Claxton, and if it was positionalist, he gets in, no doubt, in my opinion. He was just a freak around the paint this year, contesting everything, getting a shit ton of blocks, even getting steals, uh, but... My brain, my basketball brain is going bam. Really? Okay, bam. I like it. Bam had a great year this year. He really did. Okay, so you have you have uh so far your team is bam. I just just bam. Just bam. Oh, you've just said bam so far. Just okay. bam. My one of my guard spots, I'm going to go Mikhail. Kill Bridges, okay. This other guard spot. Well, the wings. Let's go. Let's go forwards. Given love. Jaden McDaniels. There we go. There we go. I got you, homie. I got you. You know, Jaden was a stud this year on defense, guarding the best player in every team. Um, this other guard spot is kind of like a it's kind of a hot take, but because here's the thing, I don't want to pick Marcus Smart. Well, who was your first guard? You didn't say Mikhail. Mikhail. Oh, Bridges is a two. So I'm I'm gonna go. Yeah, I'm gonna go OG. So I'm gonna go OG at wing, Mikhail at guard. Um, so you need one more forward and one more guard. Okay, okay. The second team I've been struggling with, Bam at center. And then, see, I don't want to pick Marcus Smart. I do not want to pick. He's a, he had a bad year this year. I didn't pick Marcus Smart. I didn't do it. How crazy would it be if I picked Anthony Edwards? Wow. Because he's top five in steals and blocks amongst guards. Dude, I love that. But if he, is it crazy? Yes, that's why I love it. Is it? It's crazy. He's top five in steals and blocks amongst guards in the league. He was out there playing every night, like guarding one of the best, like elite players on the other team. Like uh, I just don't think it's that crazy. No, I don't think it's crazy in terms of like deserving it. I think it's crazy in terms because, of like, nobody's Because like a, a bunch of like people had Marcus Smart. I'm just like I don't agree. I, he did not have a good year this year. Yeah. So I just I'm not gonna put him there, and like and and it's just like one of those guys that stood out to me. I'm not going to put fucking Fred. No. So, wait. So, you're five. Yeah, Fred got torched tonight. So, your five is... And no, we have one more... One more forward spot. One more forward spot. Oh, I don't want to do this. I don't want to pick this dude either. All right. Well, just, well then make, make, come on. Don't you have this selection written down? Come on. 
I had my first team all like set in my head, and like the second team I've been going back and forth with for like the last few days, and I knew when I would get out of here I wouldn't be quite ready for it. I'm taking too much time, but uh, Draymond. Okay. Yeah. Do we hate that? No. <laughs> I don't know. I just. Ugh. Well, let me let me just tell you my second, and then we. Can yeah, yeah. Let's about talk it. about. It. I want to hear yours. Okay, so my second, uh, my two guard spots. I'm going Alex Caruso and Derek White. Uh, I don't know if Caruso's like really played enough this year to be honest. All right. Um, then yeah, my, like he was hurt for like a good chunk of the year this year. I don't know, just like just a nut, just my thoughts. My two forwards are Jaden McDaniel's and Giannis Antetokounmpo, and then my center spot I'm going Draymond. Wait. Draymond played center for like the last like 50 games of the season. They like took they took Kevon Looney out of the starting lineup. Yeah, yeah, they they did. So it's, like, that's I, interesting. So I'm gonna take him at my center spot. I I don't know why for some reason in my head like I was just forgetting about Giannis, um, but I still like. I feel like Giannis is like gonna make an all defensive team every year until he, he's just. Until he like, gets old and falls like, off. Like he's just he's he does everything on defense. He's like there's a reason why the Bucks are so good on defense because they have Giannis, Brooke, and Drew every for, for 30, 40 minutes a night. Like it's crazy. So yeah, I I mean, oh, no, Crusoe played sixty-seven months. Yeah, Crusoe played enough games. Um, but yeah, I mean, so Jaron Jackson Jr. He was on both of our first teams. He's a guy that did not make the sixty-five game threshold. You know, next year if he played the same amount of games, he would not be making an all-defensive team. And I'm really excited for that. I think more positionless will be cooler for these awards. Um, let's jump into rookies. Um, I'll jump. Can we just do, are we doing first team or second team too? I really just only have interest for first team, to be honest. Okay, well, I'll say both just because I care. Okay, okay. Okay, so uh, my first team, I have Keegan Murray, Jalen Williams, uh, Benedict Mathurin, Paolo Boncaro, and Walker Kessler. Who do you have? I literally completely agree with you. Same five. Okay, beautiful. And no, then, I mean, I think it's pretty, pretty no-brainers. I think it's no-brainers all across the board. Um and then when it comes to second team, I went Jaden Ivey, Jabari Smith, Jeremy Sochin, Jalen Duran, and Tari Eason. That was my second team all rookie. I honestly agree with your second team too. I like it. Not even like just like just saying that. I actually like when I like thought about second team Sochin and um, Jabari and like Jaden Ivey are on my list. And so I mean, yeah, I, I, I like it. Yeah, for all of you fans out there, Tari Eason, you know, he's on the Rockets and nobody watches that dumpster fire. Steven Silas is gone. But watch for Tari Eason to get some more minutes, assuming they don't draft Victor Wembenyama. But look out for him. Dude's got a lot of skill. So uh, I want to move into our final section of this podcast. Totally new. No podcast or anyone in the NBA world has anything like this. We're the fir- it's the first of its kind. This is the official yep. Off the Pine Awards. We're doing... Woo! And we, and we already talked about this together, so there's no debating... We're going to okay. tell you our awards. Bench players deserve love, too. Yes, and we're talking about we did two first team and second team for off the Piners and one all-defensive team for guys off the pine. A couple of the names have already been said tonight, but we're just going to run through them. Um, you know, maybe in the future we'll have more debates about it, but this year we just, like, we're, we were on the same page, and we're going to run with it. So deserving of the off-the-pine first inaugural First team awards. We're going Emmanuel quickly. Uh, what's, Brog- yep. what's Brogdon's first name? I can't. Malcolm Brogdon. Malcolm. Oscar. <laughs> Oscar Brogdon. Um, Bobby Portis, Malik Monk, and Benedict Mathurin. 
right? That's the all first team. Bunch of these guys were bucket getters for their squads and uh, really all made a name for themselves. Coming off the pine. We're going to move into our second team. You have a Jalen Duran as your center? Um, for my second rookie team. Why did I just feel like Jalen Duran came out of your mouth for off the pine? No, no, no. Is it Malik Monk? Matherin. Benedict Matherin. Okay. Maybe I'm just like delusional right now. They haven't been on the sun in the sun too long. I think you're, I think you're overheating. This yeah. towel on your head does not. Yeah. It's not helping you. Try to save money on electricity. I should probably just put my AC on, but no. What we haven't. We don't have enough listeners when we get paid. What would Grandma do? Don't turn on the heat. No. Okay. So, um, second team, first inaugural second team off the Pine Awards. We're going with Jose Alvarado, Russell Westbrook. Austin Reeves, Norman Powell, and Nas Reed. Did you say Bobby? I still feel like you said Jalen Duran, and it's Bobby Portis. No, Bobby Portis is first team. Yeah, Bobby I know. I still, I don't think I'm that delusional. I feel like you just said Jalen Duran. And all right, we'll 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 listen back. But yeah, yeah, we'll listen back. That's our second team. Um, just this team is all vibes, you know, like Nas Reed. All vibes. Jose Alvarado. I mean, I was vibes. kind of, uh, I was pitching Onika Okongwu. Onyeka? Per- personally. Onyeka. Onyeka Okongwu. God. Just, you know, he had damn near doubled off the bench this year. Just just, uh, just a nugget for you. No, yeah, yeah. Uh, he, uh, I just, uh, I'm a homer, so I took Nas Reed. And that's, uh, and that's kind of where we're sitting. And I then, respect that. You know, we're a Minnesota-grown podcast, so we'll, we'll do that. We'll do that. And then for our off-the-pine defensive team... First inaugural, we're going Tyus Stones, Apple, Apple Valley native. We're yep. going Malcolm Brogdon. We're going Bruce Brown. We're going uh, Brandon Clark and Larry Nance Jr. I mean, Bruce Brown probably should have been in our off the pine team, to be honest, over Reeves. Or... Okay, well, I mean, you know. I mean, uh, we're going to send you an award regardless, Bruce Brown. You're we getting got, an award. We got you. We got you. <laughs> you get a car. You get a car. You get a car. Um, all right, well, that's that's our 2022-23. Uh, By the way, you don't get cars. You get a nicely handwritten note from me. Um, you know, there might there might be, like, you know, might get some new shampoo, some shampoos in there. Problem is, some soaps is the soaps get... and the shampoos are all travel size, <laughs> and there will be some spelling mistakes, and you won't be able to read it because the handwriting is a tad spotty, but the love is there. And we're probably gonna get drink some wine before we write all these letters, and it'll be very heartfelt. Yes, and we'll <laughs> no other jokes to be made there. <laughs> I don't even. We're gonna send. We're gonna we're gonna clip in pa- uh, photos of your parents and you as a little child. Just so all we can... ask in return is media passes for NBA summer league. That's it. That's or all family we're passes for. or family and friend passes. Family and friend passes for summer league. That's all we want. Um, we could pass as Austin Reeves as cousins, right? <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Maybe. I, I mean, wait. I. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Um, we could be. We could be like Tyus is like family. You know, we're all from Minnesota. You know. Oh yeah, you look light skinned for sure. I, yeah. I, I, you know, in the right lighting, if, if you know anything's possible. You know, um, maybe just grow a beard and. I am growing. I have a beard. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, just, it's another lighting thing. You just can't see mm-hmm. in the right lighting. All right. Well, uh, you know that that kind of secures our all NBA teams and uh trig is there anything else that you want to say to our lovely viewers all right wait 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 i i had something in my mind uh, i had something in my head um but no um 
my only takeaways, I have to say, you know, it's, it's been, you know, ah, fuck. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, give me one sec. I just feel like I, have, I got something brewing here. I got something left in the tank. Uh, I've already made a joke about John Larkin's dad being a doctor. Yep. Um, I don't know. I don't know what else you could be. You're pulling straws right now. To the girl, I took the church this Sunday. It was at this moment that he knew he fucked up. This past Sunday, I know you're not listening. I know no one's gonna tell her I'm listening. She's listening. (laughs) I know no one's gonna tell her that she may have been brought up on the podcast, but. Clip this, clip this. Just, just, just clip. Someone clip it. Maybe, no, actually, I don't even want her to hear it, but just, come on. All right. I know you want a man that loves NBA basketball. Oh, God. As bad as me. I will love you like I love this game. everyone that is all the time we have for tonight's podcast thank you for listening um, we're excited to talk about the playoffs coming up uh excited to see a handful of you come playoff time and remember there's no more ride on the bench it's jack and trick and we're off the pod. Bye.